Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Today we are talking about building massive well, let's talk about building community presence, which will turn into massive business. I was going to say, Linnea, massive community presence, but I guess it's one of the same, right? So we got our special guest, Linnea Carver. She's, she says she's from the Seattle area. Do you actually, do you, I mean, to people around the country, you say Seattle area, but to locals, but what do you call the market that you cover? Uh, Bonnie Lake or Lake Taps. We're oh. about 40 minutes south of Seattle. Cool. And Linnea comes from a real estate family. Her mom has been in real estate like my mom. For how long has her mom been in real estate for? I mean, I've been alive for 42 years and she's been there the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Not longer than that, probably. (laughs) There you go. So like I said, comes from a real estate family. um, And Lene has built a business in and of herself in her own right, right? Growing up with a mother who's in real estate now creating, I mean, Lene does a lot of really amazing things. We're not going to dive deep into it today, but she did climb Machu Picchu by herself, which I'm just going to brag about every time I get a chance to see Linnea. And anyway, so today we're talking about building community presence to convert into some massive business. But tell me about that from the beginning, Linnea. Have you always been involved in your community or, or where, where did this come from? Um, you know, I've always been really active in my community, just kind of like, I mean, I, I, I like to, I've always kind of wanted to be kind of local to where I am. So I was like, when I, when I, where I live, I want to be because it's easier. I don't like to spend too much time in the car. I actually really hate driving. So for me, like, it just makes more sense to make friends, to find, you know, outings, to just like be involved in the community. So that's kind of like where it came from. So. I love it. And and just to give people a frame of reference on you, if they've never heard you speak or talk before, because you are really our powerhouse in your own right. Um, how long have you been in the business and roughly how many you know deals you're doing this year, or this month, or what, what's, what's something cool about your business we can tell people? Uh, I got my real estate license um, officially <laughs> in 2018. It took me about a year to get my license because I was working a full-time job. I started working real estate full-time in the beginning of 2020. February 7th, 2020 was my last day at my corporate job and my first day in full-time real estate. So, are you, are you, um, you, mean, you mean like a month before COVID started? Yeah, a month yeah. before COVID sure. started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. And um, I, I, my first year in business, I was a part-time agent. I say part-time because it's, you know, it's impossible. I, I don't know how anyone can do this business part-time, but I closed nine deals my first year. And I was like, Hey, I mean, that was like, that's like almost a hundred grand. And I was like, Hey, that's pretty good. I mean, part-time I'm doing, I'm doing a hundred thousand dollars. Like, why am I not doing this full-time? So, um, we, I had planned to leave my job at the end of the, at the end of the fiscal year. So I did. And in 2020, I ended up closing 19 transactions. Um, and last year I did 27. Right now I have 21 in the pipeline for Q1. So my business is on track to um, uh, go massively insane this year. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know the, like the percentage. It's just I'm going to go massively insane is the best but way to describe it. But that's that's pretty amazing growth. I mean, literally, you've been a realtor for this is going on your second actual year, yeah. and two of those years building during COVID. So yeah. so let's. Just so you guys know, I mean, she really is a rock star and her numbers are just, I mean, not about numbers, but but they, your business really is by the numbers is going to explode this year. I've been watching it grow. It's pretty yeah. cool. So yeah. knowing where you're at, did you come in from the beginning? You're like, okay, I don't want to be in my car. I don't want to drive. I'm this local presence. Was this a conscious strategic, like let's build business in this local area? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. And it more or less came from, I mean, I, I've always been a super supporter of small businesses because I think, you know, small businesses are the lifeblood of our communities. And I just felt like it was, it's always been really easy for me to talk to people. You may have gotten that sense. I can pretty much talk, can pretty much talk to a fly on the wall. It's fine. Um, but the whole community side of the business came from, you know, mostly from, um, from wanting to like be known to be liked, to be seen everywhere. I mean, when I first started my very, like, like before I even got my license, I was driving the neighborhood. I'm like, man, I see that person sign one day. That's going to be me. I'm going to be, I'm going to have my sign everywhere. I mean, I literally envisioned my sign in all of the neighborhoods. So the only way to really do that is to make sure that people in those neighborhoods know who I am. So, so where did you start? What'd you do first? Um, well, the very first thing I did was uh, I just like, I had heard you got to do video, right? And this is before I found Krista because I, I, I'm coached by Krista. So this is before I found Krista. And, I was like, we, we define, so, so two things I want to pause and say, number one, Krista is Krista Mayshore. Yes, yes. Right? Just in case, we, we talk yep. about her so often as like, Krista, it's yep. Krista Mayshore. People are curious. Yep. And two, I think it's funny that you said, I heard you got to do video. And right now on live here, we got, you know, like 10, 15 people. And there's yep. only four of us with their, no, five with their camera on. So yep. Michael, glad you have a camera on. Patrina, yep. everybody else, I'm not giving you a hard time. I'm just saying it's pretty funny. We're about to talk about heavy video use. And some of you guys are like, I'm not turning my camera on now. I don't care what you look like, turn on the camera. All right, let Lynn know you're, re you're a real person, you're here. All right, continue, continue, Lynn. I just wanted to give a shout out to those with their camera on. I tell people all the time, you're not doing video for yourself, you're doing it for other people. And people don't even care what you look like because what how you look on camera is how you look anyway. So um, that's what I tell people. But um, anyhow, so this is before I found Krista, my coach. And um, I, I had heard you need to be doing video. So I went and I was like, okay, well, I had actually just moved to my area and I didn't really know a lot of people. So I was like, okay, I got to do video. How can I do this? And I had seen like, like all the little free webinars, like you should do community and focus on your businesses and this and that. I'm like, okay, well, let me do it. So I bought a GoPro. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to go into my Facebook community group and I am going to ask any small business owner if they want to collaborate with me. So I did. I went and posted. I said, hey, are there any small business owners around here who want to collaborate? And I got massive response. I got response from photographers. I mean, I found this like traveling bartender, um, a biscotti maker, a car detailer, like all these little businesses I hadn't even thought about. I was only thinking about like the restaurants and like, you know, like the coffee shops, but there's all these other people who have these work from home businesses. And so I was like, okay. So I ended up um, connecting with with quite a few of them. And the first video I ever did, I filmed on my GoPro. Um, and I went to, I went, and it was horrible. Like it's actually, it's, it's still pretty good, but in my, from where my videos are at now to where I started, that one was my very first one. And you can tell, um, and I just like, just, just, just so we would know, cause we have all different types of agents listen to this yeah. podcast, right? There's new agents, super experienced cost of a GoPro is how much roughly. Uh, I think it was, I got the, I think it was like two, 300 bucks, something like that. Okay. You could, first of all, today, shoot it on your phone just as easily, depending on what phone you have. But if you're like, my phone sucks, I still have a Motorola StarTech flip phone, whatever you have. I don't know what you have. That like doesn't have a camera on it. You're like, fine. Two to 300 bucks is your total budget. Go get a GoPro. You're good. All right. So you got the GoPro. You shot this crappy video of, I love that you found a biscotti maker, by the way. How cool is that? All right. Yeah. You shot this crap, crap, crappy video. Much car detailer. But this Are guy you? was so excited to talk about his business. I mean, I thought I was passionate. Like I'm a very, very passionate person. You get me started on a topic. It's really hard for me to stop if I love it. But like this guy was just Mike and we're still really good friends. 
he was just so freaking passionate about his business. He like that filming session took like four hours. Okay. Now, now my filming sessions take about an hour, but there were, it was about four hours. I was doing it on my phone and every five seconds we were stopping to like, Hey, let me move the camera over here. And anyhow, that's what, that's kind of where it started. And the the big aha for me with working with him was that I continued to just call him because by that point I was still just trying to work by referral and work my, my sphere. So he was on my regular follow-up list. So I would call him every, every so often and just check in, Hey Mike, how's business? You guys, you know, you need any referrals? What can I do for you? And I would just send him customers left and right, left and right, left and right. And he um, started shouting me out on the community page when people were asking for realtors. So I was like, Oh, here we go. So now I've got this relationship in this community. Another small business owner in the community is starting to recommend me. And that was kind of like the big aha moment of why I needed to go after my local market. I love that. And it's very difficult, I always feel, to directly track business when you talk about community involvement and things like this. But sometimes you do know, like, have you gotten direct referrals from that car dealer from your first detail, from your from your first video? Yeah, I'm actually working with his father right now. I got a random call last year. Some guy called me. He's like, hey, my son, Mike, told me that you can help me. I need to sell my house and, uh, you know, I need to buy a new house. And so um, it took us a while to get his house sold uh, um, just because he had to get it ready. But we got it sold. And now we're actually working to find his house. Hopefully we get him in contract today. Um, but yeah, that was like the like literal direct referral of his family, his father. How cool is that? Like you can't track this car dealer detailer. You don't know how many of the people he's talked to that might've been pushing people towards you over the last little bit, but yep. directly like one specific referral from his father. Like, how cool is that? You just built a relationship. And my guess is it's probably the first of many. If you find someone like him, who's a connector, that's going to go out and start yep. being your cheerleader everywhere. Yep. yep. I, and I so that. I continued to do that. And so I, I kind of like like adjusted my video strategy to where I was starting to do a little bit more vlog style because I noticed um, I'm on YouTube. So um, I noticed on YouTube that those vlog style videos were working a lot better than like my business owner interviews. Yes, business owners like to talk about their business, but when I started doing it more of a vlog capacity, um, which is a little bit more casual, just like kind of off the wall, not off the wall, but off the cuff, sort of like, hey, can you tell me a quick something about your business? I got much more authentic um, interaction and much more engagement from the business owners. So um, my, 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 my strategy kind of shifted a little while I was doing those. And most recently, um, I ended up partnering with um, a coffee shop and awesome coffee. But I went in there and I was like, Hey, can I make a cup of coffee while I'm on video? She's like, yeah. So, uh, went and made a cup of, made a, made a cup of coffee while I was on video, uh, threw out a little incentive for the community. I said, Hey, if you're watching this and you come into her store, I'm going to donate 10% of all your, of all your purchases to her favorite charity. So I shout out her charity. Um, and then every time I go in, I'm, I mean, I make it a, a, a a plan to go in and visit her once every couple of weeks. Um, couple like a couple of visits ago, she was like, Lena, can you sit down? Can you stay today? I want to talk to you. And I was like, sure. So I sat down and she was like, so Jeff and I are going to sell our house and we want you to help us. And I was like, oh, all right, here we go. And so now um, helping her, so they're helping them sell and downsize. And then um, she has two kids who are also right side, they're upsizing. So it's that one community relationship that was a 20 minute vlog style video of just like doing a neighborhood tour, popping into a restaurant um, or popping into a coffee shop turned into six transactions. That's amazing. And by the way, if anyone's got questions of this, feel free to jump in. You can tell guys, this isn't something where you sit down and you're like strategically, this will turn into six. It just business 
brings business. Like she's creating this massive momentum. You guys feel that? It's just being out there in the community and doing things she loves. Clearly you have a passion for this. Um, I have a question on your YouTube because I'm looking at your YouTube channel. I posted a link in the chat, right? Here's, here's guys what her YouTube channel looks like. I have it sorted on the videos and on uh, most popular right now. So, so I have a question for you. Are you getting, and I want to ask about this video in a second, but are, are you getting like organic leads coming in off these YouTube or is most of the benefit coming straight up of just the relationships you're creating when you're interviewing these local, local people? Oh no, it's definitely coming from the, um, um, YouTube as well. I've actually had people call me, um, you know, I did that. One of my videos on there is a little lot that I sold and it's a tiny, tiny lot. It was a $10,000 listing. And it was like, when I first was, when I first was getting into the business, I was like, yeah, I'll take anything. Right. Um, so I took this $10,000 listing and that $10,000 listing has gotten my phone to ring so many times for people looking to locate to this area, um, for people wanting to know more about that island, for people actually wanting to sell their lots on that island, I've become like the Anderson Island specialist. Um, so, I mean, now and it's like, you know, the lots over there, they're so cheap. It's like 15, 20 grand at the most. But I mean, I can, I mean, I don't even have to, it's nice because I don't have to spend any money on marketing anymore because I already have a video. <laughs> so I don't have to spend any money on marketing. That was one video. My guess is, by the way, people who own or sell a Anderson Island lot for 10, 15,000 probably own property elsewhere and probably yeah. relationships in, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And so like, actually one of my biggest, one of my biggest clients from there is actually a chiropractor. And I love chiropractors for referral partners. Love them because usually they're in referral work. They're usually in referral groups. They talk to so many people. They have really good relationships, very loyal clients. So I was like, Hey, how can I help your business? And so I started seeing him and then he started sending me business. So, and he came from the YouTube channel that I did because I did a lot in my community. That's, you know, it's funny. I, so I go to a chiropractor from time to time. I never thought about that. Chiropractors, most of the ones I've ever met are kind of like the salespeople of the medical world. Yep. Like they're always set up with like, they're great. Like I love my chiropractor, but like he's got his sales flow down. We come in, he gives you the upsell for the water-based massage bed. Then he goes and there's something else. And like you buy a package, you go through the consultation. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Interesting. Yeah. And if, if you're, if you're at a clinic, basically what I've learned is that the main doctor is the owner, right? And then the other the doctors that are there, they're likely on commission. So they're commission salespeople. So, so with the specialty. So that's why they're, I think they're great people to partner with. They're the perfect referral partners. All right. Can I ask a question about your YouTube for a minute? Because I just noticed something that's really interesting. So you have 184 subscribers, which by the way, means you don't need a lot of subscribers, right? To, to get some pretty big benefit. And it is building. I'm sure you'll have more and more, but like I'm looking at these videos. This one was posted three weeks ago and has five thousand views. Mm-hmm. If you do anything special with this one, it says, you know, 1400 views, 1100 views, right? And these are some newer videos. I mean, you're even just getting a couple hundred views in some of these and still getting benefit from these videos, by the way, guys. So you don't need thousands, but what happened with this one that drove 5,000 views to it? Well, um, I actually, I was actually playing with ad spend on YouTube on that one. So I stopped it after a thousand views. I was like, okay, let me just try running some ads. So I get a thousand views on it and stopped. And then it just kept growing from there because I think, um, you know, with YouTube, there's a lot to have to do with like keywords and, and like the, the SEO on there and the tags that you use. So that's kind of what helped it grow. But, you know, I would just drive people are just driven to that. When people see one video, it shows them that one because that one's the highest performing one. So YouTube always shows that to people who are going to my channel organically. I love it. And what, what was your ad spend to get to a thousand on that one? Do you know roughly? Thirty dollars. <laughs> okay. $30 to get a thousand and it organically grew another four thousand. It was posted three weeks ago. Like I'm just it's I just I don't and again, 
it's hard to track what does that video do to give you entry to your other videos, but it's still, it's all part of a strategy, right? And mm -hmm. you'll figure out, do you, do you go deeper? Do you do that with more? Is that one of the things? I just love the, that you take the scientific approach to, let's just tweak this. Let's just play with it. Let's yeah, my, um, my goal is to dominate. I actually was part of a, a local live panel not too long ago talking about marketing. And I was on this panel and I had um, a powerhouse in my marketing. She's definitely, she's definitely on my compare, my competitor market analysis. I'm definitely looking at her business and watching what she's doing. And she actually, at the end, she was like, you know, Linnea, I've seen you now. I'm seeing you. She's like, I'm seeing your name in my neighborhoods, your signs in my neighborhoods. I am seeing your face on my, on YouTube. I'm seeing your face on, on Facebook. She's like, and I'm seeing you in my mailbox. I'm also mailing to them as well. Um, and so she was like, where else am I going to see you? I was like, I don't know, maybe on the, op maybe on a, maybe in a listing, uh, con listening conversation together. We'll see. And so she was, on. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, she closed like a hundred million in, in her team closed a hundred million in transactions last year. And she was like, you know, you're, you're four years into the business. And she's like, you're already closing 15 million in sales. She's like, I need to watch out for you. And I was like, mm -hmm. I, I was like, no, it. we can do this together. It's fine. Um, but she, it was, it was pretty cool. So it's the, it's the whole, like, it's all of it together. It's yes, I have to be there and be active and be present, but I also have to be where they are. I mean, my people are, they're all over YouTube. Um, I actually just bought a kiosk. So, you know, when you go into the grocery store and they have the little, um, hand with a hand, little cart wipes, little sanitizer wipes. I actually just bought one of those kiosks because it's so inexpensive. It like the cost of it was ridiculous how inexpensive it was. So I bought it and I was like, this is just going to make sense because I am massively farming my entire area. Um, they're seeing my signs everywhere. So it just makes more sense to kind of be in one more spot to kind of re-solidify who I am. So I, I, I love it. I love it. By the way, guys, I hope those of you who are taking notes, take note of, she said her goal is to dominate right? Like crystal clear focus. Like it's, but it's not said with arrogance or ego or like beating your chest. It's just a very matter of fact, like this is, this is where I'm going. And this is the direction I'm going in. I love it. So, um, I got a bunch of questions. I know we won't get through all these. We'll have you back on again. And I just messaged uh, Lisa. I'm like, we got to talk to you offline about having you be like a regular host on here. It's gonna be fun for a season. Okay. <laughs> so here's, here's, a uh, my first question that is this other top producer who you came on her radar which obviously feels good, but you're like, I'm doing something right. Yep. Do you lay out like a strategic game plan? Do you like, here's where I'm going next? Or do you just keep, like, do you experiment? Where, where do you go from here? I, I like to pretend that I have a lot of strategy. No, I do. I mean, I, I, I'm more of a trial and error type of person. I try something. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to see if it works, but I give myself enough time to give it a good test. You know, I mean, I've been doing, I started doing uh, EDDM six months ago. <clears throat> But with EDDM, I also created um, EDDM, for those of you who don't know, is Every Door Direct Mail. It's a way to massively mail farm people. I mail 4,500 people every month or twice a month. Um, right now, I'm actually... I in So when I'm talking about trial and error, I started in January mailing those people um, once a week. So now they're getting once a week for uh, for the next three months. So I want to give myself enough time to see if it's actually working. Um, if my, if my presence is actually working. So um, when I started my EDDM, I also started a community website. So if you go to laketappedcommunity.com, you can see a, a, basically a funnel that I created for people in my community. And it's part of, it's part of what helps me when I'm doing 
business owner promotions because what I can do is um, actually tell them, hey, I've got a website for you. Go ahead and check out check it out and see if it's see if it's something you want to be a part of. And ninety percent of the time, they're like, heck yeah. And then I had one person who wants to sell me something, but um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to help you. Um, but um, that's kind of like the strategy behind it is is I I want to be everywhere they are, so I just got to like focus on those on those people. Yeah, I I I just sorry, my brain is going in so many directions. Like this is awesome. I have so many questions. Uh, do you know who David Tam is? By the way, have you ever seen us do any of the podcasts with David Tam? Cast I know the name. I know the so, name. So I got to get you connected with him if you make a note offline. Um, he does a really great. Uh, analysis of your website, including competitive analysis of, you know, all the different people in your market. So you've probably done some analytics on your competition, but he will give you a report for free. That's a really deep level of all your competitors and what they're mm -hmm. doing, what's working and keywords they're targeting. It's really cool. Nice. I, I think you'll appreciate it. All right. Yeah, I would love um, that. Yeah, remind me to connect you up with David. All right. Okay. So we got about 10 minutes left. If you had to go back to the beginning, I mean, it sounds like things have been working pretty well. And I love that you you experiment with things, but let them run long enough before you shut them off and say, I didn't work, right? Because you got to give it that time. Is there anything you wish you did differently at the beginning? I wish I would have hit my mail farm harder at the beginning. Uh, I wish I wouldn't have taken six months warm up. The only reason I say that is because now here I am, I've been mailing out consistently every single twice a month, every single month for the last six months. And now in January, they've hit that four times. I've gotten 32 home valuation requests, 40, like 32 of them from my community. Um, and, and I wish, <laughs> I wish I'd done that sooner. Cause what if I could have gotten 32 sooner? You know what I mean? Um, because 32 home valuation requests. And these are people like I'm getting contact information when I'm calling them. Like it's a really warm call. It's like, Hey, it's Linnea I'm like, Oh my God, it's so nice to talk to you. You actually have time to call me. I thought someone else would call me. And so, um, you know, if that's kind of like the thing I would, I always tell anyone is like, just hit it hard sooner. <laughs> just don't waste time and just do it. Like, don't be scared. Don't be scared to try things because if it doesn't work, I mean, you try, how do you, you don't know unless you try, but if you keep waiting to try to try something, what if it does work? Then you could have started, you could have started it sooner. So. I love it. All right. So, so in terms of, um, strategies you're really excited about, I'm just trying to think of actionable things we can leave with people because you clearly didn't start with all these at once. You built little by little by little, right? Little by little by little. Yep. What, what, what does you say, if someone hasn't done any of this, what is the first strategy they should do? Is it interviewing local owners? Is it, where did, where would you start? Well, I'm going to tell you the easiest thing to do. And this is if you're comfortable on video, then just get comfortable on video if you're not. But um, the easiest thing to do is um, when you go to out to eat, because every one of us goes out to eat in our community. There's no one that I know who does not go out to eat in your local community. When you go out to eat at dinner or where you go shopping at a, at a small boutique or whatnot, start just taking, doing stories, doing stories on Instagram, doing stories on Facebook, taking a little video, writing a little post about it and tagging that business owner. That's all you got. It. That's how you start. And then what happens is that business owner shares that. And then when you do that consistently, that business owner keeps sharing it. And the people that follow the business owner are loyal to that business owner. They share that. So um, like the simplest thing to do is just go out and just take a video when you're um, eating. I mean, you don't even have to go and do anything special for it. Just take a quick video or say what you like about, say what meal you ate, take a picture of it. I mean, it's so easy to take a picture and like write a little post about it. Um, that's kind of how I would start. Easy. Do you guys, is anyone have questions for Lene, by the way? Cause I'm gonna keep firing them up, but I want to give you guys a chance. If someone wants to come off mute or type in the chat box, let me know. This is why we do this live in case you guys have questions. Otherwise I'm going to keep rolling here. 
Because I like easy Linnea. I do. Yeah, I do too. Okay. I like simple too. You like simple? So so food, blog, review. How, let's give some tips on video, by the way, because if, if those of you are not comfortable on camera again, I assume a lot of you guys who don't have your camera on today, hopefully you're comfortable with the video, just multitasking. You don't want to see us like, you know, brushing your teeth, whatever you're doing right now. I don't know what they're doing, but if maybe you have your camera off because you're not, you're not comfortable on camera, or maybe you're listening to the recorded podcast later because you didn't know you could be on here live with zoom, right? 8am Pacific time, agentpowerhuddle.com. Come on live and turn on your camera. How do you, how do you, like you have a coach that who obviously people can reach out to you and you can say, here's some tips on how to get, get comfortable on video. How did you start? How did you get comfortable on video? Uh, I just started doing it. Like I, 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 I mean, I just, I, I'm the type of person though. I mean, I'd climb Machu Picchu on my own, Jesse. I just, I wanted to do something and I just did it. Like, I was just like, okay, this is stupid. I'm not going to be scared anymore of what I look like. I started like on Instagram. I used to always, or when I was on Instagram or Facebook and I would do a video, I would always get worried about the angle. So I was always so like, okay, my phone's got to be up here. Have a good angle all the time. But like, I just, when I started doing that, it was so uncomfortable to hold my hand up here all the time, you know, and like, ah, and try to talk. And I used to talk so stiff. Like, like if you go look on my Instagram profile from like two years ago, I used to talk like this and my face was so stiff and I didn't want anyone to see any emotion on my face. And it was like the weirdest things. And my friends were always like, you look so weird on camera. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, that doesn't help me. But they were like, no, seriously, look. And so they would, they would take video of me talking candidly and talking normally. And then they would be like, look, this is what you look like, but this is what you look like. And I'd be like, oh, Okay. So I just kind of like, just started practicing. Just, I just posted everything. I, I didn't even care. Like some of my very first live videos, I was like, oh my God, oh, I'm like nervous talking all fast. My heart's fluttering. And I'm like, okay, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. And I'm just like, okay, get over it. Um, that's, <laughs> that's just kind of how I started. I just did it. I just kept pushing myself to get through that discomfort. It, it's just guys, it's, it's time on task. There's no secret. She's just been on camera a lot and you get more comfortable. Did, did you, uh, did you used to rewatch any of your early videos and do you still rewatch your videos or no? Yeah. Well, I don't really like to rewatch them anymore because some of them are kind of painful to watch because I'm so like, even like I go back and I'm like, Oh, that doesn't even look like me. Like, you know, cause I mean, I'm really, I'm like, we're always our own worst um, critics. Right. But I can actually go back and look at old videos and be like, okay, now I can see what they were saying. If then in the, at the time when they were telling me I look weird, I got super defensive. I'm like, what are you talking about? I look weird. At least I'm doing it. You know, <laughs> but that's what friends are for. Friends are supposed to make you like, <laughs> so I have really good friends. And my husband is also amazing. He tells me he was giving, he like would go back and watch my videos and be like, okay. Hey, and he'd have like a, a whole note, a whole list of like notes of things that I could do to improve my video next time. And so, I just kind of like, I was really lucky to have that support system, but I just, I just did it. It, it is guys. And, and some of it, the feedback is helpful. Some of it, it doesn't matter what they tell you. When you click record, your brain's going to forget. You're going to default back to like, no, they're just going to talk like this. Like That's hilarious. By the way, I can't even picture you like that because you're such an authentic person on camera now, right? Yeah. Like you come across just as, as I mean, I've, I've mentioned in real life, but I spent a lot more time with you on zoom. Yeah. You look on zoom and on camera at just like you do in real life. And I think that's what most people are going for these days is that sense of authenticity because that's mm -hmm. what feels, that's what people relate with, right? Like gone are the times of the 1980s anchor people who are like, so here on the news, we have this. Like you see people doing videos like that. It just feels weird, right? 
Well, especially like, especially for me, because I don't, I mean, I want, I want people to see who I am. So I want people to, I don't, I don't want to attract the people that I don't want to attract. So I don't want to attract the stiff face people who don't have any sort of emotion because that's not my avatar. It's not my person. So like, if I get that kind of person, I, I'm very bored because I need, I need like people who have like charisma and enthusiasm. So that's why I'm just like, okay, here we go. I, lo- I love it. All right, we got two minutes left. Let's tie it all together. You got any last sets of advice or anything you want to leave people with today? Let's let's do like for each each group. If you're a newer agent, what would you do? And if you're an experienced agent, so for a newer agent, what piece of advice would you leave, would you leave them with? For a newer agent, I would definitely say go out and just like start connecting with people in your area. If you are, everyone has a hobby. Like mine, mine is, a, I go to the gym. I'm a, I'm a gym junkie. So if you are a gym junkie and you're at the gym every day, just start connecting with those people and actually can take an effort to get to know those people. Um, that's the very first thing. Even if you're experienced, that's what I would say, because you have connections all around you. They're, they're in front of you all the time. So um, if you want to start doing business that's actually in your community, get out of the car, save money and save time so you can make more money and have more time, um, then I would just start making connections and forcing yourself to just like put it, put yourself out there, get past that discomfort. I love it. And that, by the way, is the same advice I, I heard you say for experienced agents. I mean, it's, it's the same. It doesn't matter. There's very few people that have ever maximized or run out of that lead source. I made all the connections I can make. I'm not making any more connections. I'm good. Right. I'm, I, yeah, it's not going to happen. Lene, this is super fun. Truly, like this is awesome. How can people find you? How should they, if they have questions, obviously we'll, we'll tag you in the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group. But um, do, do you use any specific platform you like better? Uh, I'm on, I'm super active on Facebook and Instagram, Linnea Carver on both, uh, Linnea Carver Realtor on Facebook um, and Linnea Carver on Instagram. Yeah. And Linnea is spelled L-Y-N-E-A in case you're listening to the audio only version. If like someone's at the gym, I guarantee there's someone at the gym right now listening to the recording of this in like 2026, 2027. They're still listening to this Linnea and they're like, that person, Linnea was awesome. Right? <laughs> People will be back in the gym by 2026. Talk to the person next to you. Well, don't really, not in the middle of a set, but just like wait until you're like in and out at the door or something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> guys, thank you, Peter. This is awesome, Linnea. We will see you guys. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.